Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is The Great America Show. Welcome and great to have you with us as always. Today, I want to take up a situation that's giving a lot of people, including me, considerable pause, considerable cause to just sit down and think, trying to figure out what in the world is going on in our lives here in America, in our workaday lives, our home life, our life as a nation. We all find ourselves suddenly living in an age that's taken nearly all of us by surprise. I say nearly all because there may be some folks smart enough, intuitive enough to have had foreknowledge of what would be unfolding in this country years ago. I say some, I can't believe there'd be more than a few who could have imagined what we're going through in our country right now. I'll admit I never thought much of what has become almost commonplace would ever be part of our lives as Americans, not in America, not in our country. If indeed it is still our country, there is increasing reason to doubt that. So much is amiss, so much is outright flagrantly wrong, and I fear even more that absolute evil is present almost every which way we turn. And that can't be. It just can't be here in America, except that it is, and right now. A little over a month from the midterm elections now, and madness is spreading faster than ever. The Marxist Dems tell us Donald Trump is to blame for the Republicans' poor showing in the election. They say candidates weren't good enough, but they can't explain the appeal of a John Fetterman or, say, Joe Biden. Speaking of Joe Biden, he decided to leave another Marine behind. He traded a Russian arms dealer named Victor Bout for a WNBA player by the name of Brittany Griner, who was held by the Russians for 10 months. Biden chose to not trade for a former Marine by the name of Paul Whelan, who's been held in Russia for four years this month. Biden chose to wait till after the election to leave him behind. That in and of itself is sad. Biden gave up one of Putin's favorites and most helpful merchants of death for Griner. That's all. Just Griner. Madness. The great state of Texas is doing their best to mitigate the madness of this Biden regime. They live with the largest state border with Mexico, and they're doing their best to defend that border and minimize the damage as a result of Biden's open border on illegal immigration. For example, insisting that dangerous criminal illegals be deported first, which the Biden regime won't do. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's office is supporting the plaintiffs before the Supreme Court to order the Biden Department of Homeland Security to prioritize those criminal illegals for deportation, as the federal law requires. But that isn't enough in this upside-down world of Joe Biden's making. 
Our guest today is the Attorney General of the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton. Mr. Attorney General, great to have you here. And let's begin with your efforts to have the Supreme Court demand that the Biden regime obey the law when it comes to deporting dangerous criminal illegal immigrants. Well, so it's kind of shocking to think. I mean, we're already in this position of them ignoring, not just ignoring, but really running roughshod of our federal law that requires them to deport people here who are illegal. The reason they're illegal is that the law says they're not supposed to be here. The Biden administration says, to heck with the law, we're, the, we're in power and we're not following laws. And so that's literally what we deal with every day. We, we they, you know, stop building the wall, which the money was appropriated to build and they're supposed to build the wall. They start, they stop catch and release. And so now they're, everything is catch and release. They, they're trying to stop Title 42, which protects us from people that are sick coming into our country. They've stopped the Remain in Mexico program, which was designed to stop the, the loophole that's being used with asylum. And now here we are, as if that's not enough, they have decided that they want as many criminals here as possible. And so other countries are sending, you know, sending criminals up here. And we are saying, even if we know they're criminals, even if they've been released from prison, the Biden administration is saying, in many cases, we'd love to have them, uh, no matter what their background is, we want them here. So. It's, it's hard to believe that a, that, a, that a president that really cared about America and the people of America is willing to put our, our citizens at such great risk and, and realize that some people are going to be harmed, some people are going to die, and yet he says, bring it on. We want them. Why would they do that? What would be their motivation? Uh, I, I, can, I can almost understand their motivation when it comes to 6 million illegal immigrants. That sort of fits into the to the coda the, uh, that they'd created over the years, open borders uh, and open opportunity in America. But this bringing in criminals, uh, bringing in, they know terrorists are coming across that border as well. Why bring those people in knowingly and if, even eagerly? Yeah, so, you know, many of the other ones you could argue it's, it's just for votes. Uh, but this one is, is a, for a second reason, I think, and it's, it's pretty sinister. But it's the only one that I can come up with. And if they have a better explanation, they're certainly welcome to correct what I'm about to say. But they want to harm many Republican states. And, of course, some of these people will end up in non-Republican states. But for the most part, they, would, they, they, are, they don't want Republican states doing well. That's why they want the costs imposed of all of that, whether it's economic or social or criminal. They, are, they want bad things to happen to Republican states because right now Republican states are doing well. And the truth is, they know that. And I, I hate to attribute bad motives, but I don't know how to give a good motive to this idea that we're going to we're encouraging, we're fighting for, fighting. Think about that. They are fighting with government resources to get as many criminals here as they can. And I don't know how to think of that in a good way. And if if, if there's some way to put it in a good way or to give a better light to it, I'd love for the Biden administration to go ahead and tell me how I'm wrong. Now, this administration has much to explain, and we also now know they will not be explaining. Uh, and even if they did, they'd be lying. Uh, this is a, an administration without credibility, uh, without conscience, uh, without ethics. Uh, and as you say, uh, I, I think you said it exactly right. They believe they're in power, which, is in, which entitles them not to obey or enforce our laws. There's, there's no other way really to look at it, is there? They have no respect 
for what our founders put in place, which is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. They think that they are smarter than us, that they deserve to be able to tell us what to do because we're not good people. They are. And so they're trying to do their best to subvert the Constitution, to use corporations, woke corporations, to step in their way and, and, and affect First Amendment rights, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, freedom, uh, Second Amendment rights through other, other corporations. So they're using the cover of corporations. They're commiserating, they're cooperating, they're directing corporate actors because the government's not allowed to limit First Amendment rights. They're not allowed to limit Second Amendment rights. So they're using corporations to do the, do the dirty work. And, and it's completely illegal because it's, it's becoming very transparent that they're in league together. Well, they're in league, uh, as you put it. Let, let me sort of ask first, how are corporations, in fact, doing the bidding uh, of the, the Biden regime? So I'll give you a couple of examples. One, we're looking into right now FedEx and UPS just put together policies. Suddenly, at the very same time, kind of odd coincidence that they would both do this at the same time where gun manufacturers have to disclose to them uh, which guns they're shipping. They have to separate out parts and they have to separate out other items. Now, why would it suddenly happen that these two companies uh, would require this at the same time? It's like a little gun registry that now possibly the federal government can use to know who has what guns. It's illegal, they're not supposed to do that. Another example is just what's going on with these social media companies. They are claiming under Section 230 that they're not publishers. They're just, a, they're, just a, they're just a place, a depository for ideas. They're not publishers. They don't decide what content's on there. And yet, we all know thousands of stories about it, whether it's Twitter or whether it's uh, Google or whether it's any other company, Facebook, they are not just, they are publishers because they are making editorial decisions. And so they get special protection under Section 230, and yet at the same time, they do exactly what other companies do, like newspapers. They make publishing decisions. Those companies can be sued. But no, in our country, publisher, these uh, tech companies get protected from anything they say or do because they're not making decisions. So they, they're having it both ways. And the government is in the middle of telling Facebook, we already know they did it during with the Hunter Biden story, and they're doing it with other stories about um, whether people are talking about COVID or whether they're talking about um, the election, they're being flagged, and the government is participating in that flagging by directing this and then receiving information about that. This is what I'm talking about, the government indirectly doing what they couldn't do directly and using corporate America to participate in a scheme to defraud the American people of their constitutional rights. I, I think that's fascinating. I think you're exactly right. I also think that people need to understand clearly I think many Americans do, but certainly not all uh, of us do. Uh, when we talk about corporate America, we're talking about corporate global. They're no longer American companies. Uh, they are no longer U.S. multinationals. They are multinational uh, corporate uh, corporate global at, at work. And, and when when you talk about the idea that FedEx and UPS would suddenly come to this decision together at the same time, focusing on guns. There's no other explanation. Has anyone proffered one to you? No. And now look, we've got we sent out 
civil investigative demands, which are like interrogatories or questions for these companies to give us the answers. And let's hear the answers. Hopefully they have one. Uh, I'd love to hear one. I hope there is one. I really, I don't want this to be the case. I want, I want Americans to be free and not have the federal government intruding upon their Second Amendment rights. But I don't, I can't think of an explanation. I haven't been, nobody else has given me an explanation. So we're going to find out if they'll answer our questions truthfully. And if they don't, we'll, we'll sue them to find out. And by the way, I don't view every corporation as woke, but there are certainly many of the, the large corporations that you're talking about, the international, the multinational, they are definitely woke. Without any question. Have you, have you received, by the way, any kind of discussion in the wake particularly of the midterms about what the Republican Party is going to do about illegal immigration, what they are going to do. You know, I've heard about all these, uh, uh, Mayorkas is going to be impeached. I've heard, uh, you know, all of that uh, stuff and Biden family investigations, all of which is important. I'm in no way minimizing those. But we're not hearing anything about an investigation into the impact of six million illegal immigrants coming into the country. We're not hearing any uh, hearings or uh, investigations into that or the impact uh, on our on our societies by those violent criminals that you're talking about. Uh, isn't that surprising that we haven't heard from the Republican leadership on those issues because it, they're so important to our quality of life? But, uh... I agree with you, and I would call on Kevin McCarthy or whoever ends up being Speaker of, of the House to, to do those investigations. It's the only way that we can expose. We obviously don't have the ability to pass legislation because we don't control the Senate, and right. and we don't control the White House. And so we need our our few elected uh, leaders in the Republican Party to hold the other party accountable for the devastation and the crime and the death that are being caused so the American people can at least know the facts, know what really is going on, and have the answers to questions of why we're letting terrorists and why we're letting criminals and why we're letting the drug trade go, why we're allowing massive human trafficking along the border and participating with the cartels in aiding and abetting their operations. That question should be at least shown to the American people so that they have the opportunity to make a decision. Do I want this? Do I love this? Do I keep supporting this or do I say, no, this is too much, my family's at risk? You're absolutely right. And, and I, I think, again, it highlights uh, a reality that people have to understand and, and take to heart. And that is when we talk about corporate America, corporations, big business in this country, uh, we're, we're talking about, that includes big media, the corporations. Globalist corporations own all of our major media in this country. Uh, I don't know what the number is. It has to approach 100%, but also I'll just say almost. Uh, and for people not to understand that corporations aren't the right, at one time, they were Republican as could be. They were conservative as could be. And they were reliably good citizens of a great America. They are no longer that, and I don't care what the United the United Citizens Law says. Corporations are not individuals; they're not citizens, and these corporations now can are not even American citizens if they are citizens at all. No, look, no, look. These got some of these companies are aiding and abetting the Chinese, and they're they're sort of 
move to, to become the, the, the dominant superpower at our expense, not to just be competitive with us, but to actually dominate us and hurt us. They're not out to just benefit their own people. They're competing to destroy us. And yet we have many corporations who are over there participating with the Chinese and doing exactly that. Those are not friendly American corporations anymore. They may have started here, but if they're in any way abetting other nations, whether it's China or Russia or any other country that wants to harm us, they're not, they're, tr they're truly not for America. Therefore, their own corporate profits and their own corporate interests that have somehow diverged and diverted from uh, caring about the country they, they, they started in and that gave them their opportunity. And, you know, going back to your point about the number of very dangerous, deadly criminals that are coming across the border, very deadly uh, fentanyl is coming across that country as part of the, it is a Chinese-Mexico enterprise. Uh, the cartels are are manufacturing it here with the assistance of both the uh, the pre the precursors, the ingredients in fentanyl, and also their their uh, scientists who are putting it together and shipping it into this country to kill hundreds of thousands of Americans, and yet we're not hearing a word uh, of from the Republican national leadership about the importance of securing that border, about the importance of holding Mexico accountable, where violence, as you know better than any of us, I believe, I mean, the violence that's taking place right now, particularly from, from Mexico City north in Mexico, that cartel violence is out of control, and, 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 and Manuel Lopez Obrador hasn't got a clue what he's doing unless it is his intention to enable the cartels. Look, he may be scared of them too, They're, as they gain more power and as we enable them. And make no, no mistake about it, the Biden administration is not just enabling, we're in a tacit a partnership with them. We may not have a signed document, but the, the, the cartels know that the Biden administration has invited them to bring as many people here as possible. And he's told them, hey, the borders are not protected. We're a logistics operation. I've turned these people into logistic operators, not border patrol. So the border's wide open for drugs. You can kill as many Americans as you want. It sounds very extreme, but it's true. And again, I, I challenge the Biden administration. They don't ever talk about this. I challenge them to step forward and tell me how this isn't true, that they are sacrificing American lives and they're doing it by helping the cartels and the Chinese kill yeah, Americans. I think, and I hate that, but it's true. I believe you're saying 100% the truth that other people haven't got the guts to say. Uh, and I, I want to ask you about this. Uh, a cartel hitman has disappeared from the federal prison system, uh, the U.S. federal prison system. Edgar Valdez Villarreal, he is, uh, he is a notorious, vicious, violent cartel leader. Uh, he was being held in a facility, uh, a Coleman II facility uh, in Florida. And the first, <laughs> the first thing we hear about it is he disappeared from the database. And now we're hearing that he was possibly released, but without transference to another facility. And he was serving, he had another 50, half century to serve on his sentence uh, for all the crimes that he had committed. And suddenly, without any any discussion, without any knowledge, without any public court 
court hearing or uh, publication. He is actually got President Manuel Lopez Obrador a little excited, too. He wants to know where he is. And so far, the U.S. government is not responding. I mean, could they possibly have just simply released this man? Look, it's pretty suspicious. I don't know. I don't know how this could have happened accidentally. Somebody high up wanted this guy out. And, you know, will we ever know who that is? You don't just, a guy like this doesn't just get released. Um, this is kind of like Jeffrey Epstein, you know, committing suicide in jail. That doesn't likely happen unless somebody wanted it to happen. And this looks like one of those situations. Somehow this guy has been released by somebody in the federal government, and now they don't want to tell the story. It's very, it's, it's, it's very alarming. It is alarming, and I think you're exactly right. I know you're right. Uh, and meanwhile, we have upwards of 800 people, American citizens held in various bureaus, uh, Bureau of uh, Prisons uh, facilities in and around Washington, D.C., uh, where many of them have been there for almost two years. Uh, some of them have never been charged. Many of them have not uh, had a, a trial. Uh, to this point, it is atrocious. And we don't hear a word from the Republican Party. We don't hear a word from civil rights organizations like the ACLU. Uh, we hear nothing from the American Bar Association. We hear nothing from the Veterans Association. Some of those folks who, have been, who are being treated like they're in a Russian gulag are American veterans as well as American citizens. I, your thoughts... Ken, as we as we sit here today, almost two years, uh, they've been incarcerated and without effect. Uh, none of their advocates seem to be able to bring either the American justice or the Constitution to bear against the the awful uh, might of the Biden regime. You're thinking. Uh, it's a good way to put it, regime. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty scary to think about where we are. If the Constitution cannot protect somebody, somebody, 800 people, whatever the number is, and can't get them a fair trial in a, in a, a reasonable amount of time, everybody's entitled to a speedy trial. They're entitled to be charged. They're entitled to have their speedy trial. And if there are 800 people that have not gotten that, we're in a very dangerous spot in the United States. We obviously see what I was talking about with, with the Biden administration going after constitutional rights. This is, this is the, the, one of the supreme constitutional rights, which is the right to be free and have, and, and have the opportunity to pursue your own you know, dreams and happiness under the Declaration of Independence. And so I, I'm, I'm very concerned about this and horrified by it. And it makes me think of not just Russia, it makes me think about what happened to the Jews in Nazi Germany. No one spoke out. They started, you know, slowly but surely uh, eliminating their rights. And before we knew it, they were, they were deemed expendable and they were, they were exterminated. And I don't, I don't know what's going on in this country, but it's, it's, it's a little bit scary uh, when constitutional rights don't, don't matter anymore. And that's a great way to put it. They don't matter, not to this regime, and apparently not to the American people or our representatives in Washington, D.C. Uh, it, Twitter, as we watch what Elon Musk revealed uh, in his uh, document dump, uh, the collusion between the FBI, the Department of Justice, and Twitter, uh, big media, 
shutting down the truth about the Hunter Biden laptop, the lies that were told by 51 intelligence agencies in the 2020 election. Uh, that level of collusion and interaction, and there's no laws have been broken there, Ken? So I think that um, tells us that we are on the verge of, of some pretty serious problems in that state. If we're, not, if we're not there now, when law enforcement, particularly Department of Justice and the FBI, are involved in this type of collusion for political reasons, not doing their job legitimately as law enforcement officers, they have become the problem. They are organized crime. Instead of being there to stop organized crime, to stop crime, they have now become crime. And they are they're endowed with the power of the federal government to go do it, which is worse than having a mafia or worse than having criminal organizations is to have the government operate criminally. And I don't know how we, after the number of stories that we've seen about the FBI colluding on trying to prevent legitimate crimes from being investigated, and then trying to turn other people into um, criminals that are just trying to live their lives, but they're they're on the wrong political side, or they're doing things that inconvenience the Biden administration. Tell me how that's not like Germany in the 30s. Tell me how that's not like like China now. I I don't see much difference. Yeah, I I don't either. We always give our guests, as you know. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, the last word, and if you would, your concluding thoughts. Uh, we appreciate your appearance here today on the Great America Show. Yeah, I guess I'd just say we're we're if we're going to preserve our freedoms, you know, I think it was Reagan or somebody like Reagan said that the, the, the price of freedom is internal vigilance. Actually, it was probably repeated by Reagan and said by one of our founders. But it it's true. We have to be diligent now. We can't just just focus on the things that we've always focused on, which is our families, which are important, and our jobs, which are important. We have to care about this, this republic and this democracy, or we are not going to preserve it for ourselves, our kids, and our grandchildren. So we're in a, we're in a battle, a real battle for, our, our, for the soul of our country as to whether we're going to be free or whether we're going to be controlled by government. And some people may, may think that's a great way to go, but I can tell you this. You talk to anybody from... <laughs> People, anybody that's lived in a communist country before, they can they can tell you, or a totalitarian government, they can tell you, it's not nothing like it's cracked up to be. It all turns out great for the leaders and very bad for the 99% of the population. With without exception, and uh, we we appreciate you being with us here today, Ken. I just want to say to the people of Texas, you're very fortunate to have uh, Ken Pax as your attorney general, and uh, he is a great Texan. We're grateful that he's also a great American. Ken Paxton, Attorney General of the great state of Texas, thanks for being with us, and God bless you. Hey, thank you, and Merry Christmas. Thanks to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton for being our guest on The Great America Show today and for all he's doing for Texas and America. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Here Monday will be another great American, Congressman Scott Perry, co-chair of the Freedom Caucus. That's Monday. Please join us and have a great weekend. Please follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs. That's at Lou Dobbs on Twitter and Truth Social. Thanks again. Please join us Monday. Till then, God bless you and may God bless America.